Listener Production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Oh! He Welcome to the Footy Talk Podcast on Listener. Tony Squires and Luke Keary in for this Saturday. Now, coming up, we'll take a look back at the epic Battle of Brisbane and we'll chat West Tigers. They haven't won a game since July last year. Can they turn it around in 2023? That and so much more on the Footy Talk Podcast on Listener. Welcome to the Footy Talk Podcast on Listener. Tony Squires here with Luke Keary. Uh, great to have your company, Luke. Cupping. Uh, you went to cupping. I see the gutho uh, up and down the body. It's just cupping, cupping, cupping. All down his legs. I've yeah. seen that. <laughs> Not for me. Not for you? You're a more a spooning kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I love it. Uh, but you had Wim Hof. In Wim, the- yeah. He was in there last weekend. Connor brought him in. Talk, talk the wimp. For those who don't know, he's a really important figure in terms of like that breathing mm. control system. I know that Ryan Girdler is very big on the Wim Hof. What's he done with the team? No, I just well, I've walked out to the presser with Robbo and seen a guy that I thought's just <laughs> come <laughs> off the street and run on the field and go in the dressing room. I'm sitting there going, "What's going on here?" And Robbo explained to me it was the Wim. Um, no, he didn't do anything with the team. I think he's just come in. Connor brought him down, said hello, had a yarn to Robbo. There was rumours he wants to set up a Norway trip, which really? I'm in. What, for the, the entire team? Uh, yeah, I have no idea. I don't think he's got any affiliation with us. but um, Because it's kind of, he, he can stay in ice for a long time, can't he? That yes. Kind of stuff. Yeah. Yes. I love it. I love it. All right, speaking of those trips, there's so much in such a short time to get to you uh, about today. But I just want to quickly mention Caelan Ponga because you've been uh, really thoughtful in your discussion because it's affected you in terms of concussion about who he should listen to, who he shouldn't. Well, it turns out the Knights are sending him to Canada, uh, a piece of equipment that can help monitor. I guess part of the problem is that with concussions, a lot of it is not self-diagnosis, but uh, the the player or the, the person who is affected has to kind of talk through their symptoms. Yeah, it's a hard one because, you know, it's not like a broken leg or an arm where you can see it, yep, six weeks, you're back. The head's a different one. Some people get bad symptoms, some get... Victor Radley can wake up the next day, mate, and he's perfectly fine. It doesn't make it okay, but he just doesn't get the symptoms. Jake Friend was the same. He had no symptoms when he retired. Boydo had a lot of symptoms. Um, It's so different. It's The the top neurologists will all tell you the same thing about they just don't know enough at the moment to be able to make a hard decision they yep. can inform you but it's a very gray area uh doctor I've, I've worked with dr levi a fair bit over the last few years unfortunately but yeah. um we, we yeah i remember last time we spoke a bit about this um i think it's measuring of the the, the brain waves and how they yeah irregular when you get knocked down how long they it takes to get back to a normal level yep um they don't have it in australia yet it will come at some point but obviously i think kaylin's gone over there to to kind of go through that process about where he's actually at and can this technology kind of tell him if he's come back to a normal level or he's he's sitting irregular and that's maybe why he keeps copping the knocks. Right. So uh, I guess that's the thing, isn't it? Because you can get your diagnosis and you become more accurate about how the brain is and how you know bad the injury is. But prevention is is not there. It's not like going to the States, Latrell and Turbo and, and working on the hamstring problems, is it? It's kind of that... that key, that little 
a piece of the puzzle is missing. Yeah, and I don't. It's going to be a hard one, and I've done a little bit of work um, with a guy who's worked with the UFC guys. So a lot of neck stuff. Everyone's starting to do a lot of neck exercises. Obviously, the technique stuff. It's it's so hard in the game. It's, things are happening split second. Yeah. Get your head in the wrong spot. It's always going to happen. But yeah, the neck stuff. But other than that, preventative wise. Yep. Like it's, yeah, we don't, no one really knows yet. Yeah. I guess the good thing for you would be is, to, maybe next year or maybe later this year, just get a little tiny head knock uh, and then get a slight hammy and you go to America and Canada on the way. <laughs> You've got a lo- lovely little end of season trip. <laughs> These trips are starting to become a bit too common. <laughs> or, or, and Norway now with Norway, the wind, yeah. with the hoff uh, yeah, <laughs> as well. How good has the football been? Oh, it's what we were saying last week after the South game, it, it felt like a semi-final game and then... The amount of games with one score in it, the field goals, the intensity of the other, the game on Thursday and last oh, last ridiculous. night was the intensity of the games at this time of year. I don't, I, I can't remember in my time of, of a year starting like this um, with so many teams in in good form. Um, it's been awesome to watch. It's been awesome to play them too. That would be a great thing. And watching Mitch Moses on Thursday, I know we, we're going to talk on about last night's games uh, more importantly, but uh, the look on his face that uh, when he was taking that field goal, like it was like he was in the park on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah, so he, the amount of probably things he's gone through in the last, let's say, month, but then that week, obviously, everything that went down, yep. you could kind of just get a sense it was going to fall that way. And it's good, mate. It's, obviously, it's good to see him you know, do that. And then, yeah, he did. He looked very relaxed and calm in that moment. Um, I'm glad it's all over. <laughs> yeah, because you I was were nearly somehow, retired somehow, on Wednesday. <laughs> somehow dragged into it, the little lass who went around the El Kiri jersey uh, was being pulled out. What happened? Uh, oh, man, I actually, I, I'm not a regular listener of NRL 360, so I didn't get the, uh, I didn't get the rumour until I, I, we finished a field session, uh, must have been Tuesday or Wednesday, and Robbo said, mate, Quickly come in, come in on and have a chat. Yeah, he said, "Man, I just want want to let you know you're, you're, we're not trying to get rid of you." It's all good. I had no idea what he was talking about. <laughs> so suddenly you were worried. I know what's going on here, and he had to explain it to me. But it's all good. I've had. I, if you're at the Roosters long enough, your name's going to get tossed up for someone coming and you going. So, um, no, I'm, had one. I think Munster was coming last year, so. I'm pretty used to it now. Monsters are coming. That's what. That's what had the hoff in there. They just needed you to do some deep breathing. To get, to get <laughs> Calm down. To get over the issues. All right. Well, let's talk about uh, footy last night because, as you said, it was spectacular. We'll start with the what's now deemed as the new rivalry, the Battle of Brisbane. All those things that were so beautifully pushed through the media during the week. I don't know why the crushers were never that against the Broncos, but that's that's for another time. 52,000 people, the theatre of it was already there. Perhaps the first half was a little bit clumsy in terms of completions, all that kind of stuff. But by the end, this was a gem of a game. Yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. You could see both teams were up for it, just the intensity the Dolphins played with. And then the you could see Brisbane, they saved. They would have saved four or five tries. Yep. Um, it was a bit sloppy through that first half and then really come into it, obviously, uh, the Jared Wallace try kind of set it up, yep. and the Dolphins were there. The Sean O'Sullivan injury, that's terrible, crippled them there at the end. Obviously, they lose Marshall King at the start of the game, but then um, to lose Shawnee, which he's probably been their best player over the month, um, and then Catania down the end, and the, <laughs> this is our house. <laughs> this is our freaking home. I think might have been. <laughs> that word? was good. It was good for the. Th- I, was, I was just to have the South Roosters one in Sydney, and then. This one, the first game to sell it out, the build-up, Wayne, Kevin, it was, it was cool. Yeah, it's it was good. So it's good, good for the game. We, we, 
we need this. Well, Rob always talks about the conferences, trying to get the rivalries bigger and bigger and bigger. The more we can get of it, the better. You've had to share Allianz Stadium or the Sydney Football Stadium over the years. Well, the Roosters haven't they? with all manner of codes, but you can understand what's going on there with them playing. It was a Dolphins home game, so that kind of nice piece of theatre really works, doesn't it? Yeah, it was cool. It's it cool. It's there's obviously going to be a little bit of a battle battle there yeah. over the next couple of years, um, but it's it's going to be it's going to be cool to watch it grow. Hopefully, we get some. Sin bin Sundays with them. <laughs> <laughs> Just to really spice it up. What is it about Wayne Bennett? Um, and that's a team that many people, if not wrote off, certainly had no expectations or much lower expectations. I don't know what yours were when you first went to play them. Yeah, he just, he, he's got me a couple. I was I played in that Origin Series of 2020 when he had, we had the worst, I was saying the worst Queensland team ever. Mm. He got them up. Everyone was writing the Dolphins off. There was markets about when they were going to win their first game and things like that. You could just you were getting the sense as it was coming at round one. He'd he'd recruited the Bromwich brothers, Felice, Mark Nichols, these old tough heads. Mm. Um, he went he he's they're obviously gone working class, like we're gonna work hard, we're not gonna beat ourselves, you're gonna have to beat us. And at the start of seasons, it's a it's a pretty good formula. They complete high. Um Sean the Sean O'Sullivan, the hammer, are they kind of spark, but he just he's done it for so he's he's one of the he's he's the best coach, obviously him. You know, Craig, Craig's up there, Robbo hopefully be up there, but um, he just seems to get the best out of his teams. Effort-wise, yep. they just put it in for him every every single week. You mentioned Sean O'Sullivan. That's a sad story because this is the kid who is brilliant. He fits so perfectly in that outfit. Now he has a torn peck, it seems. I don't know what the extent of it, but that's an injury that's going to keep him out maybe half a season, you'd imagine. He's had a shocking run too, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he did an ACL at 12, which is unheard of. <laughs> He was at the Roosters with us in uh, 17, 18, I think 19. I don't, he left 19. But um, he's such a good kid. Like, he hung off Cooper Cronk's pocket for two years of just, like, soaked in as much as he could. Um, he, he fits them perfect. He's obviously kind of battled around, sat behind Cleary, sat behind Cooper, and now is his, is his chance. Lodge is his brother-in-law, and I was speaking to Lodge after that round one. He was saying how much it this kind of meant to Sean and, yeah, you know, he knew this was kind of going to be a bit of a defining moment of his career, um, but he'll be back. I think Peck's now eight to ten weeks. You could see him straight away. He walks straight out of the dressing room, back onto the bench. <laughs> yeah. He, um, he's, he, he seems like a, he seems like he's their leader. Yeah, leader at the moment, um, guiding around the park. But hopefully, he gets back um, sooner rather than later, and he continues on. Early game, Tigers and the Storm both obviously. Well, Tigers yet to register a win. Storm had. Uh, had gone back-to-back losses. It, look, this was a game that didn't get to any great heights, but at least after half-time, the Tigers actually came for them, played some footy. Luke Brooks decided to run the, the football, looked much better. Yeah, it was, it was. I was just saying before, was, I've been in that situation where you, you're, you're out of form, you're clunky, you've been beaten the previous weeks, and you just need to win. And it looked like both teams yeah. were trying to hang on as tight as they could yeah. and not mess it up, and they, then they started messing it up. <laughs> both, it was kind of like... They were both trying to mess it up, but Melbourne obviously probably a bit too classy with Munster. But the tight you could eat the pitches, even oh, the scrum, and then the picture of Robbie Farrow, just the hands on head. Yes. Like you could just see the hurt. The, yeah. it, it, it means so much to them. They'd be hurting right now. And I'd say people are judging them now, but I'd, I'd give it eighteen to twenty-four months for you know Sheens and, and Robbie and Benji to really implement what they want. I feel sorry for Brooks. I don't know Brooksy personally, but. Um, the amount he has, it, it's, 
it's getting Mitchell Pierce esque yes, at true. the moment, but um, it's tough, mate. It, if you're not winning, you, you you're going to be there for the punishment. Um, yeah, I, I hope for his sake he he has a good run in the next couple of years, and we see some good footy because he is a good football. He runs the ball. He's a good football player. He just needs some pieces around him. Uppy Uppy will be big for him once they start to get a rhythm. Uppy will help him a lot. Um, but I really hope he. Because he just needs those moments that everybody wants their their key playmaker to come up with. And he has in the past. I think well, last season it might have been a field goal uh, uh, that he got for them. But, you know, it's those things that we were talking yeah. before. Mitch Moses, he, he does that. Nathan Cleary's was amazing on Thursday night. The forty, the uh, from outside yeah. the forty. Well, they were coming. You could feel them coming last night, and I think they kicked a couple dead. And then Dane yeah. Laurie come on trying to add a spark, kicked one dead. Brooksy yeah. had a few. Yeah, it was just like that. It, the effort is there. Like, you can see him trying so hard, but um, sometimes it just doesn't work. That calm in the eye of the storm, Mitch Moses, when we saw uh, kick that field goal, is that what he obviously, that I want the ball, I want to be here, this is the moment I enjoy. Is that what you feel as well? You want the moment? Yeah, I think those it's that, that those moments are about letting go. Like, Mitch would have known, you know, that, that there was going to be a moment like that for him. At some point this year, there'll be a few for him. Um and it's funny because you're, you're petrified of those moments sometimes as a playmaker. Like yeah. you're petrified because you can really mess it up and you can be the hero, but you're thinking about more messing it up. And it's being able to let it go in that moment. You could see probably he was just super relaxed, like whatever happens here happens. Technique, bang, boom. And whatever happens, I get one point something million dollars a year. <laughs> you're listening to the Footy Talk podcast on Lister. When we come back, we'll preview a massive Super Saturday. You're listening to the Footy Talk podcast on Listener. My name's Tony Squires. I am with Luke Keary. All right, let's turn our attention to today's games of footy. We had a couple on this Super Saturday. Uh, another Queensland derby, of course, North Queensland and the Gold Coast. Uh, what do you make of this one? It's an important one for North Queensland. Yeah. Obviously, they've had two losses. Uh, they had that close win in round one against Canberra, which looked like Canberra coming over the top. Back at home, they had, that was a big, big, Defeat last week yeah. for the Warriors back at home. This is an important one for them. I, I did Fox last week. You could hear in Todd Payton's voice the frustration around the defence, the defensive side of things. So they'll be looking to bounce back today. Titans are in playing some good footy too. Yeah, they are. They're, um, they're really getting over the ad line. The, the packs, they've got an international pack moving for them. So Cowboys want to bounce back today. Yeah, they will because there's been everybody picked the Cowboys to be up there thereabouts after last season. So it's a, it's a different mentality. So playing the Cowboys last year, everyone's writing them off. You look at them on the draw and you go, righto, we want to go up there and beat Cowboys. This year you're going, if we go up there and beat Cowboys, this is a huge Big scout. Win. This can turn out. This is a huge scout for us. It's a total different mentality. And they've, those young dudes had massive, you know, your Nanai's, all these blokes, your Dearden's had career seasons last year. Then how do you? How do you back it up again the next yeah, year? Absolutely. All right, uh, big game at a core stadium, South Sydney and Manly. Takes on extra significance, obviously, with the passing during the week of John Sattler, the great man, aged 80, won four premierships uh, with the Rabbitohs over that era. And, of course, 1970, their grand final against Manly. Uh, when they had that jaw broken, played through. Something that we don't want to see happen in this day and age, but something that we can still celebrate for uh, the bravery and the iconic imagery of that moment. And for you, of course, played plenty for South Sydney won a premiership as well. Uh, yeah. That you could understand what they're going through. Yeah, obviously, 
he was around too that, that grand final week and then the Sam Burgess incident and then yeah, of course. he came on the field after. Great man. Um, he's spoken about, spoken about a lot inside those four walls. Um, drew inspiration from him uh, all the time. Had him in a couple of times. Yeah, he's he's a big part of South Sydney. Um, the footy club would be hurting uh, and the players would, would want to go out and do him proud tonight. Obviously, I think they got the jersey I love the jersey, the jersey, the, the jersey with the half, the torn yeah. rabbit, which everybody can, can see on those photographs from the 1970 grand final. Just the, the half of the rabbit remains, and that's the one they're getting. I actually, on Tuesday night's back page, I said, that's what they've got to wear, and, of course, by Wednesday it was happening. <laughs> <laughs> Not saying it was entirely me, Luke, uh, but, you know, it was there. But, again, now this is a game of footy that is important. South Sydney, uh, they're a little, you know, they, they want to keep, they want it, and they need a win. Yeah, they... I think I said it before we played them. They are playing really good footy at a level. Like they're, they, they bumbled through the start of last year. Um, their attack is just humming. Like they are so hard to stop. Even to the yeah. end of that game, it was just Latrell, Cody, Ilias, Matangi. They just kept coming and coming and coming. So, and the Seagulls are the same. They had that the, the big the big game against Para where it was just a triathon. Um, Turbo V Latrell is the one. I'm looking forward to. Yeah, absolutely. will be brilliant. All right. They're the two games set before us this afternoon and this evening. Luke Keery, it's only uh, left for you to give us your Super Saturday bold prediction. I can give you mine first if you like. You'd yep. like me. My bold prediction is Cody Walker to play the entire game without getting cranky. <laughs> How bold is that? I think that's the boldest <laughs> prediction I've come up with. That is. That's one of the boldest statements I've ever heard. <laughs> That's not happening. <laughs> That's not happening. I'm sorry. What, what have you got? Uh, turbo for a hat-trick. Turbo for a hat-trick. I mean, big game. Uh, he's starting to look like he's free. Now, he looked like he was scared to run fast the yeah, first couple yeah, of weeks. Was. Um, I, reckon he's, I reckon he's ready to go. He, he just finds his way across the line. He's got a little good good little combo there with Schuster too on the left. So yeah, um, I'm going to say turbo for three. All right. He's had his trip to the States. He just needs a head, head knock to get to Canada. <laughs> That's all for the Saturday edition of the Footy Talk podcast on Listener. Jimmy Graham, Ben Dobbin will be back in the hot seat tomorrow. Bye for now. <laughs>